What's up, everybody? Welcome into the Wolfpack Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Clevins, here with me, as always, are my two co-hosts, Mike and Ike. Mike and Ike. What's up, fellas? It was almost a flawless intro, and then I messed up Ike's name. Yeah, you definitely reason. failed. <laughs> yep. No, I want to how you guys doing on this beautiful frozen tundra of a Wisconsin night with it being 20 degrees? But hey, at least Great. we don't have 54 inches of snow already. You know, like uh, that looked brutal. Buffalo has. Oh my God, what a nightmare that is over there, man, right now. Good thing for fantasy purposes, they moved it to Detroit. <laughs> but I saw Von Miller still there. Did they not go yet? How are they supposed to leave with all the snow? That's the part I don't understand. Take snowmobiles. Yeah, I don't get it, but I'm sure it's the NFL. They might have to postpone the game. They'll figure it out. Um, How you gonna fly out right now with? Yeah, that's what I don't understand, man. But hey, guys, we got a question to start off the show, so why not just do an icebreaker here? Should I trade Tyler Lockett for Mike Evans? I would uh, say so. Yeah. (laughs) What do you guys think? Yeah. Mike, are you baffled? What are you thinking here? He's frozen. All right, Ike. What uh, you think he should do it as well? I do. I do. I, I said, Mike yeah. Evans Can you hear me? No, you're lagging really bad. But yeah, I agree. Uh, Mike Evans for sure. Rest of the season over Tyler Lockett. I get the. I kind of, I'm all right with it both ways. But I would definitely rather have uh, Mike Evans. Mm-hmm. Rest of the season. Um, but I, yeah, I hope the guys. technology gods allow me to talk now. Yeah, now you're there good. You go. go ahead. Um, but it's you do the trade. Yeah, oh. I agree. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, way that long. we got week week eleven game previews coming your way, guys. Uh, before we jump into it, though, I just want to remind you: please uh, smash the like button, please subscribe to the Fantasy Six Pack YouTube channel. We appreciate it, and head on over to fantasysixpack.net slash plans and check out our memberships over there, so you can get access to our award winning rankings. Um, the discord, all that stuff, guys. It's a, it's a good deal the rest of the season. So go ahead, jump in there. It's a lot of fun, but, uh, let's just jump right into it, guys. We got, uh, four teams on a bye this week, the Jaguars, Dolphins, Seahawks, and Buccaneers. And the first game we got to talk about right now is the Chicago bears at the Atlanta Falcons. Ike, this bears offense coming alive the last few weeks, courtesy of Justin Fields out there doing his thing, mostly with his legs. Um, Khalil Herbert is was placed on IR, so that's disappointing. I'm curious, where do you have uh, Montgomery with Herbert out in your rankings this week? He is easily a, I would say, high-end RB2. I have him 14. Yeah, 14. Wow, that's high, man. Running backs are kind of bad this year. So yeah. since he's getting full workload for what – I guess, I mean, Fields going to take away a lot, but still, he's going to get a decent workload, so yeah. Yeah, I tend to agree. What's your thoughts on Justin Fields this week? Is he like a top three quarterback for you? Three or four? Yeah, I believe it. Like, uh, I was answering questions in Discord all week, and I was getting like a lot of like Joe Burrow or Justin Fields this week, so I'm kind of curious uh mike maybe if you want to chime in here where would Four you go between, where would you go between burrow and justin fields this week i'd rather the hot hand of fields uh he's got back-to-back qb1 finishes and the week before that is a qb3 finish um he yeah. made me eat my words when i said he couldn't do it over and over again get the 100 <laughs> yard rushing games but uh, he's doing it i mean the only question here is that can atlanta keep it enough of a game for him to need to rush for 100 yards that's the question but Burrow uh, hasn't been yeah. great either without Chase. So that's no, the bingo. Yeah, that's the thing right there. He he has not been very good without Chase. He has actually not been targeting uh, his receivers downfield as much without Chase, which has really been taking a hit on his fantasy value. More mixing. So, mm-hmm. so it's definitely I lean more fields more currently. And then, like, are you comfortable starting Cole Kabet this week as a top ten tight end and same oh, yeah. as a wide receiver three? Mooney, you can easily start as a wide receiver three. That's pretty nice. Atlanta? You're playing Atlanta. Atlanta's bad. Yeah, AJ Terrell, Hopefully, I saw, was questionable as well. I think it was the plan said. 
uh, hopefully Atlanta actually makes it a game, or even hopefully Chicago makes it a game. So it's kind of like a high scoring, or there's a lot of fantasy points to be had. But yeah, I'd be starting Cole Komet, Mooney, and Fields and Montgomery, which is weird to say. There might be 75 rushing attempts between the two teams in this game. Between the quarterbacks and, and running backs, man. It's it crazy. might be a very fast-paced game. Yeah, because of most, all the rushing. It most likely will. Well, jumping over jumping over the Falcon side of things now, Mike. I want to ask you, man. CPAT came back, Cordero Patterson came back from injury, and he had a good week. You know, found the end zone once or twice. And then he comes back on a short week, gets like five touches. The week before he got like 15-ish. I'm curious your thoughts here. Can you trust him in a good matchup this week against the Bears? Because all I could see in my head of what's going to happen is they're just going to keep doing a, a toss to him outside, and he's just going to chip away with eight rush, eight yards of rush, I feel like. But what are your thoughts? The nice the nice thing is, is you can run against the Bears. Um, so the, this is a good matchup for him. It's probably the best matchup you're going to – one of the best matchups you're going to get for him. But I am still just a little worrisome after last week. But I still got to play Patterson out of everybody in this group. It's not a very good group, guys. But Patterson, he's got the most snap percentage, 49.5. I mean, it's not much more than Tyler Algier at 42.3. The thing is, is he's not making his hay in the end zone and the targets like last year. I mean, this year, I mean, he has only six – uh, nine targets of the year, which is the same as Algiers. Yeah, and I mean, last week, like the whole thing was, you know, like we said, red zone. Last week, Caleb Huntley got the two red zone rushing attempts, and Patterson got one red zone target. So mm. he's really not the red zone guy. He's not the passing guy, and he's more of the early down guy, I guess, in a way. But when you look at what he had last week, he didn't even have the majority of the carries. It was Tyler Algier had eight to his five. So, uh, you still got to start him because of the matchup, I think. But man, it's not it's not safe. He's flaming out just like he did last year. Agreed. I would not start Algier though. No, no, you're not starting anybody. Unless else deeper, deeper leagues, I would. Yeah. Yep. And, um, unfortunately, you're probably stuck starting Kyle Pitts, but Drake London maybe wide receiver three after he showed some signs of life last week. But other than sure. that, we can jump over to our next one. We got the Carolina Panthers at the Baltimore Ravens. Ike. We've seen Farben produce really well in three of the uh, three of his starts, but the one game that they got absolutely smashed in by the Bengals, he didn't do a damn thing. Obviously, makes sense, right? And to me, this game has blowout potential written all over it. So it really scares me playing Deontay Farben this week. Let's say you. What say you? Uh, I'm assuming they'll be down, and I'm assuming Chuba Hubbard's gonna play, right? Yeah, yep. Okay, so yeah, that just guarantees that Foreman's uh, a risky play for sure. Yeah, don't Because like you said, against the Bengals when they're down, he struggled. So, and Hubbard's easily a third down back. Mm -hmm. Baltimore's coming off their bye week, I want to say, right? Yeah. Um, Their defense looks better, man. Yeah, and they're they're getting healthy. Hopefully, hopefully they have Mark Andrews back. Um, so yeah, Forbit scares me this week, and I would not be comfortable starting him. But you might have to with the way everything Again, is. Right running now. back is brutal right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it, it but it's definitely not great. Outside of your top tier running backs, it's not. What great. up, Mister Curly Wolf? Um, Love that name. <laughs> What's up, man? Mike? Jump it over to the Ravens. Are we starting anyone besides Lamar in this offense? If obviously Mark Andrews, if he plays, you're starting him. But what are your thoughts on everybody else? I mean, I think you can start Gus Edwards if he plays, but he's also questionable. Um, both him and Mark Andrews are questionable. You can start Gus Edwards, um, but when it comes to these receivers, you can't trust Duvernay. Uh, I'm sorry, you just can't. He doesn't get enough target volume. He doesn't see enough of the field with the snap percentage. Um, I mean, 64.1%. I mean, that's 3% less than the fullback. This is what the offense does. They run the ball. <laughs> that's sweet. Uh, that's yeah, that is funny that you just said that. <laughs> so, I mean, they run the ball. They don't pass the ball a whole lot. When they do, it's the Mark Andrews. I mean, and it was Bateman when he was there, but it wasn't even very much for him. So you can't trust any of the receiving options outside of Andrews. And you can start Gus Edwards. And I honestly think with how much they run, you can get away with starting Kenyon Drake in some PPR leagues. Mm-hmm. 
Mr. Curly Wolf Edmund, that he's nervous about Foreman as well. He's playing him with ETN. He's starting him over J Rob, Elijah Mitchell. Guys, that's a good idea, right? I would say, yeah, I'd still go Foreman over those two. Yeah, J Rob got the Patriots. Uh, that's not a good matchup. Elijah Mitchell did see majority of the carries here, but I think it was just kind of a hot hand thing. Kyle Shanahan's a weirdo with his running backs. <laughs> uh, Didn't they uh, say so. that they're going to split it? Yeah. Yep. It didn't look like it though, <laughs> but it, it's, it's, it's weird. Kyle Shanahan says one thing, he does another. So I really don't trust the word that comes out of his damn mouth. No more. Fair enough. And then unfortunately, Matt, I feel like we're all going to say different things here. Well, obviously probably well, we not say all different things, but I lean McKinnon rest of the season. I think I I say say three Pacheco. Options. it's Pacheco. I like McKinnon. He he's, he's good. He's serviceable with how many uh, targets he's getting. He is serviceable especially in a PPR league, but it's Pacheco over the rest of the way, because I think Pacheco gets worked more into the passing game. Cause he ain't getting Jack stilly squat when it comes to the passing game. And I think he will eventually get worked into it. I just think McKinnon just gets all the, all of the high value to touches guys. That's where, that's why I lean him. He's getting the red zone touches. Like you said, Mike, he's involved in the passing game. What more do you want? Pacheco just seems like the early down grinder to me. And the back that they're going to use to grind it out when they're leading. That's what worries me. I- last, last week, uh, I mean, I got two things to say. First of all, here's the stats. McKinnon last week, he got one target in the red zone. No carries. All right, Pacheco got two carries in the red zone. I'm going to tell you right now, I witnessed this one. He had a carry in the red zone. He fumbled the ball, and the next drive, he was right back in. That yep. doesn't happen with rookie running backs. That mm-hmm. tells me that. Andy Reid has trusted him, and he's going to actually eventually work him more into it. Um, and I don't think he believes McKinnon or Ceh is the is the solution. Cream Hunt fumbled on his one of his first uh, snaps, and uh, Andy Reid brought him right back in. So that goes to show he trusts Chico, I guess. Yep. Yeah, yes, to an extent. Yes, as long does. as he don't continue to fumble. Yeah. Right. I'm still sticking with McKinnon. Uh, but our next game, guys, we got. Cleveland Browns the one, the, the one who dubbed him dead legs McKinnon is taking McKinnon. <laughs> but move on. Um, we got the Cleveland Browns at the Buffalo Bills at Detroit. Um, <laughs> this game got moved to Ford Field, guys. If you didn't uh, get the medal, if they can make it with the six feet inches of snow, or the six feet of inches, or the ugh, wow, hey, spread out, man. six feet, feet of snow in Buffalo. Yes, there we go. Um, but I talking about the Browns here, man. We already know what's going on with this offense, pretty much. But I never would have thought that this would honestly be a question. Who do you like better rest of the season, Amari Cooper or DPJ? Or is this not even a question for you? Honestly, I kind of like both. With Deshaun Watson coming back in, good answer. Two weeks, right? Yeah, I think that was the right answer. Good job. Week thirteen against Houston. But if I had to pick, I'm still going Amari Cooper. He's the more talented receiver. That's all I got. That's really all I got right now. Yeah. It's really yeah. all I got. People's Jones is playing well. Mm-hmm. I get you that. But, man, it, he he's not Amari Cooper. He wasn't a first-round pick. He's not from Alabama. He's not. He doesn't have the previous cachet. I don't know. I don't see it. I, I'm going to Amari. He's, he's just been uh, – Don, Donovan Peoples-Jones has been real safe so far this year. I remember talking with Joe last night. He scored double-digit points, uh, half PPR in the past four games, um, and he's done that on five, six, four, and nine targets. All right. Now, overall in the total year, this is skewed – you know, target share is a skewed statistic, but overall, Mari Cooper has the the mass majority, 25%, compared to 19.9 for Donovan. Let's just call it 20. But the past three games has is, is really been – where DPJ has made his hay. Because yeah, I was going to say, Mari's past 20, three have not been great. Yep, 24.1% for Donovan Peoples, and then Amari Cooper's only had 185 So I think it's this is one of those things where it's a regression to the mean. Uh, Peoples-Jones, he didn't get many targets. It was Amari Cooper in the beginning. Najoku's kind of, you know, he's banged up right now. He hasn't been playing. So I think when Najoku comes back, possibly this week, it, it's when that's really when you're going to see DPJ probably take a small hit. Yeah, you gotta say you're gonna want a lot of this offense when Deshaun comes back. Maybe Probably. unless he, I am a yeah, we, yeah. Let's wait and he's see. Gonna he's, got, he's, he's gonna be rusty. He's gonna be rusty. Two years of rust on him, pretty much. That's what worries me. And when he did I'd play like the preseason, he looked practicing. like ass. He can't practice with the team. He just returned to practice this week. He now can. Yeah. yeah, but he hasn't I'd been like able to, to practice at all. This whole like time that. he was in like his backyard. I'd hope throwing the football through a tire and stuff. 
<laughs> all yeah. Jack Gelford style from Friday Night Lights. Yeah, yep, yep. Um, but jumping over the Bills side of things, man, we know who we're starting here. You're starting Josh Allen. You're starting Stephon Diggs. You're starting Gabe Davis, even though I hate him. Um, but it's, I, my question to you, LaPlante, is this backfield, you know, they traded for Naheem Hines. They're using James Cook. I think he might have gotten the end zone last week. No, I don't think he did. He got stopped at the one. Cook Devin Singletary found the end zone a couple times. It was um, his brother, Dalvin, that saw the end zone. I'm curious your thoughts on if if Devin Singletary has a stronghold on this backfield or are you thinking, you know, Naheem Hines, James Cook are going to be worked in more as the season goes on? You know, earlier, earlier we said when they played the Dolphins and they first got their loss, this is the first time we really got our do, uh, big dose of Devin Singletary being in the main source or running back in this offense. And we thought the Buffalo Bills are just going to run away with this to the Super Bowl, and they're not, mm-hmm. which really then forces them to use Singletary more because they want to get Cook involved more, and they have. They've been easing him into it, but not as much as they want to because they haven't had these blowouts to where they can get him more carries. So they've been forced to use Singletary. So as of right now, until they you know get to their ways where they're smashing teams again, they're going to have uh, – Devin Singletary is going to have the stronghold on this offense. I mean, he Will gets they majority be smashing this- teams, though? I mean, I that's the thing. Josh Allen's arm is a little – or elbow is a little more messed up than they're saying. I'd like to think but, their defense will get a little healthier. You know, Tredavious White will come back. Jordan Poyer will come back. Mike, go ahead. And what are you going to say? I was just going to say, because majority of the thing here is, I mean, it's who you get the high value touches to. Devin Singletary is getting the targets. There was only three targets last week to running backs. Two of them were Singletary. One was Naeem Hines. All right. And then you look at the red zone. Devin Singletary got five red zone carries and one target compared to James Cook's and Duke Johnson's combined three. Yeah. So it's his. It's his until James Cook decides to burst onto the scene or if the Bills decide to start running away with games. But if they're, you know, in these contested fights, it's Singletary all day. Agree. It seems to be like I've said it this numerous times. He's the guy they trust in that. Backfield. And it's a great matchup this week against the uh, Cleveland Browns. Yes, it is. Uh, what's up, Swavy? And then he's got a question. Let's make it quick, guys. Fields or Lamar rest the season? This one's close. And I'm going to say Justin Fields, actually. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's it's slight Justin Fields here, and my, my reasoning is the defenses. All right. Um, Baltimore's defense has been a lot better lately since they traded for Roquan Smith, uh, believe it or not. Um, but Lamar doesn't have to do as much, plus he doesn't have the receivers. I mean, Fields don't either, but Lamar actually doesn't have to run for it as much as Fields does. Right. I just think yep. Fields has to do more than Lamar has to do. So I think it's, I think it's really close, though. Yeah, it, it is, is close. really close, yep. Yeah, absolutely. But it's a slight edge. If I mean, gun to my head, it's fields. And then we got from Tommy. What's up, man? Pat Friermuth. Friermuth. I don't know why I said it like that. Or Tyler <laughs> Higby. I'm going to go Friermuth here. Muth, man. I'm going to go Higby. Yeah, it's Higby. It's Bro, Higby. Um, 20 targets just got opened up for Cooper Cup leaving. The fuck? Yeah, it, yeah, it's, get, it's Higby. It, get in the van. That's so Van's going to get 10 I, at I most. know you're upset. I know you're upset you lost that bet to me with Daryl Henderson and Pat Fryermuth, but um, it's it's still the other guy. <laughs> Big B, I would bet fucking $100 on it. The Pittsburgh offense is just a business. Uh, let's do our six-pack bet of the week on that no. one. Right. No, I'm not doing, I'm not doing another bet until you guys pay up your bets. Okay. Pick one. Tony, oh, yeah. DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel. I'm going to go Kadarius Tony there. Same. Hmm, man, that's that's your no, that's your ceiling play. I still go DJ Moore. DJ what? Moore Juju, there's no yeah. Juju, man. They play yeah. the Ravens. Uh, no Miko Hardman. Ah, oh, man. Yeah, but we still yeah. it's one game of Tony, and that touchdown he got, guys, he was 20 yards open. That was we saw like, how big his we saw though. how big his package was last week, man. It. And just imagine how it much wasn't more that it's big. Grow. And and uh, yeah, think about how much another week it's gonna grow. <laughs> I'm going Tony for sure. Don't yeah, get Tony DJ well. Moore. Uh, Paris Campbell, Michael Carter, or Peoples Jones, full PPR flex. This one's interesting to me. I'm torn with a full PPR. I'm torn between Paris Campbell and Peoples Jones here. Um, but I think Campbell's I slightly lean Paris Campbell, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's Paris Campbell. Matchup's just slightly better for them. Although... 
because they play the Bills. The Browns are going to have to throw a lot, so there's a little bit more volume there. Um, So I think Donovan Peoples-Jones is your safe play. Paris Campbell is definitely your ceiling play on that one. You say they're going to have to throw a lot, but will they? Um, Yeah, they did it against Miami. Why do you think Peoples-Jones was so involved? Let's hope Fields makes it through the whole year, Gary. Of course. Who the fuck says that? Can't, can't, can't predict injuries, man. Um, but next game, we got the Washington Commanders at the Houston Texans. Like, this man has been dead. He's alive. He's dead. He's alive. Antonio Gibson. He's been a RB1 at one point this offseason. Then he drops all the way to RB3 because Brian Robinson's backfield. Brian Robinson gets shot. Antonio Gibson's at RB1. Robinson comes back. Antonio Gibson's at RB3. But now he seems to be the better back in this backfield. Um, but I'm curious your thoughts on both of these guys as a whole in a really good matchup against the Houston Texans. Um, I would lean to starring Antonio Gibson more, but I get since against the Texans. Now is the best time to start Brian Robinson and hope he actually can be efficient. I wouldn't be surprised if he falls in the end zone twice. Mm-hmm. So I think you can start both in 10 10 team leagues, 12 team leagues, whatever you're in. Yeah, both of these guys have high touchdown upside in this matchup for me, to be yeah. honest with you. Yeah, and I could totally see both of them finding the end zone and both be being totally relevant. Uh, Mike, jumping over to the other side of things, I mean, the person, the only set it and forget a guy in this offense for Houston is Damian Pierce. But yep. we've seen Nico Collins kind of emerge as the top-tier wide receiver with – the Texans being really bad at Brandon Cooks after he was salty about yeah. not getting his trade. Um, I'm curious your thoughts. Nico Collins, are we starting him this week? Are you trying to see a little bit more here? What are your thoughts? I mean, I think he's more starter-worthy than Brandon Cooks at the moment because of the fact that Houston and them, Houston and him have a vendetta. A vendetta. vendetta. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean – Brandon Cooks got stripped of his captain duty. Nico Collins last week played more of the snaps, uh, approximately 14% more of the snaps than Brandon Cook. He got more of the targets. Uh, Nico White, if you want to, if you're desperate like me and have to start him, he's worth a start because he is getting, he's the number one guy there as of now. It's a, it's a small sample size guys. So don't, you know, don't get high expectations. It's still Houston. They run the ball a lot. Yeah. Agree with you there, Mike. Whoops. I've um, got a couple questions here again. Just traded Najee and DPJ and got Amon Ross, St. Brown, and Drake in full PPR. I feel great Appreciate about it. it. Big W. I'm I'm in on it, Jacob. I agree with you. I'm uh, I like that trade for you. So you I, got the best. I mean, you got the best player in the trade. Najee's been disappointing this year. I don't love Drake, but like I said, you got the best player in the trade, so that's where uh, I'm in on that. I mean, it, trading's hard. It depends on who you had there as r- your backups to your RBs because if you ain't got crap after Najee, I don't know if it's a great necessarily of a trade, but you are getting the best player, like they said. So you do win the trade, but, you know, it, it depends on who you have. At what cost? At, exactly, at what cost? And then we got Eagles or Redskins D? Eagles. I'm going to have to pull up. Sorry, not the Redskins, the, the Commanders. I apologize if I offended any uh, Native Americans there. Where are you going? I probably I'm going to go Eagles. I think here. I get maybe Matt Ryan throwing a couple interceptions or something that makes sense, right? Yeah, I do go Eagles slightly. They're a little bit more safer than the Commanders. Um, Commanders had one good week, guys. I do, I do like the turnover potential with Davis Mills, but if they run the ball a lot, there's not a lot of turnover potential there if he doesn't throw it, where I see the Colts needing to throw it against the Eagles. Eagles are going to want to you know, get back on track, so I do see more turnover potential there. It's the Eagles. What are your guys' thoughts on giving up Lamar or Fields and Higgins for Tyree Kill? I'd keep the other QB. Give up I don't Lamar. Think so, what? He would trade Lamar and Higgins for Tyree Kill, or he would trade Fields and Higgins for Tyree Kill. I'd rather have Tyree Kill over a quarterback you're not going to play for the rest of the year and Higgins. Yeah, that's close for me. I tend to that agree. Is a close I, one. I guess Lamar did have his buy already. Fields got week 14 buy. So, yeah, uh, yeah, you kind of. I would lean trading right? Fields. I would lean trading yeah, Fields. Yeah, I would try to trade Fields. Yeah, I, w- I, I agree. I know I said I liked him rest of the season, but in this scenario, I think I would trade Fields and Higgins for Tyreek Hill. Because of that bye, yeah. 
Because otherwise, you you are going to be trading away a week. Then that's the only downside. Kamara and Jamal Williams have tough 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 matchups. Elijah Mitchell worth it to replace any of the two. I would stay with those two. Yeah. Yeah. You. You still gotta you still gotta go with Kamara and, and Jamal Williams. They get majority of the work here. We just saw it one time with Elijah uh, Elijah uh, Mitchell getting the work over CMC. I can't see that being consistent. I, I mean, I saw a weird ass stat. I mean, Kamara has three touchdowns on the year, all in one game. Those are his only <laughs> touchdowns. So it's it, you're gonna have some regression to the mean with with that. And then just to follow up from Jacob, he has Eckler, Swift, and Cordero Patterson still. So he's yeah, fine. good trade, good trade. I mean, I'm I'm a little sketched out with Swift and CPAT at your RB two, but you can make shift the RB two position. Yep, agreed. Uh, next game, guys, we got the Philadelphia Eagles at the Indianapolis Colts, and Ike Miles Sanders really disappointed last week. Huh, Mike Laplante? Um, <laughs> <laughs> you had to rub it in, you asshole. <laughs> I, did, I, did, I did a little bit. That was a little I bit hope the fantasy joke. guy. Uh, down this week. <laughs> it already has, man. It ended my season with ending Cooper Cup season, man. So it's all it's all over. But if you didn't I, know, Dylan beat me last week in the home. <laughs> what do you do? Um. All right. But, but yeah, is Miles yeah, is is Miles Sanders going to bounce back this week? Like against this Colts defense. Colts do allow a decent amount of points to running backs, but. It's mostly through pass catching. I think they allow the third most catches to running backs. And I don't think Miles Sanders is the third down back in this offense. I think it's more no, it's Ken Gainwell for Ken sure. Ken Gainwell. So yeah. I'm a little skeptical on Miles Sanders, but I still believe you got to start him, I think. He's just really fucking touchdown dependent, and I hate it. He is. The, the nice thing is, is you, you would like to think after that Washington game, that's the first time they played down in the first half all year, guys. That's why Miles Sanders was making his haze because in the second half, they could just run the ball out. And that was, that was yeah, what he was doing. Yeah. But if, if they're not up, Miles Sanders might not be as relevant until he gets worked into the passing game more. Sure. Agreed. Um, Fourth most, my bad. Fourth most. Jump into yeah. the cold really side of things, yourself. Mike. <laughs> we see Jeff Saturday comes in, and the first thing he does is start Matt Ryan at quarterback. Cool. Good idea. He, he Good got idea, a W man. right there. Helps, Hold on. What was that fans. whole Sam Ehlinger thing then? What was Frank Reich's goal? Uh, the, the thing I heard was that Ursay came down and he wanted to see Ellinger, to be honest. With oh, okay. That's that's what I heard. Gotcha. Um, I could be right if when it was Ursay just Frank speak, Reich. You trying, it, what, I kind of thought maybe it was Frank Reich trying to save his job too, but yeah, it, it was weird. But The dude anyway. all jacked up on oxycodones? <laughs> yep. Good idea. Oh, man. But Mike, I want to ask you. He's in the upper, uh, what is it? The upper echelon of echelons. <laughs> He's top uh, tier. Yep. How much more of a ceiling do these weapons have in this Colts offense now with Matt Ryan at quarterback? I mean, it's a little bit more. This offense is still kind of eh. Um, it, it was definitely more competent, though. But the thing is, against this matchup in the Eagles, it's going to be running the ball that's going to work the best for him. Um, Jonathan Taylor is going to have to carry him. Uh, Michael Pittman, you still got to start him. I think in PPR leagues, you can get away with starting Paris Campbell because they're going to be down. They're going to need to pepper, you know, the passing game as well. Um, but it's, I'm, it's desperation play this week for Paris Campbell for me. Um, you can start Pittman, you start Jonathan Taylor, and that's about it. You're not starting a tight end or any mm-hmm. secondary running back. You're not even starting Matt Ryan. Sorry, guys, unless it's super flex. Yeah. yeah. Even then, I'm like, eh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, Andy Dalton or Matt Ryan? <laughs> Another quick question, guys. Start Higgins yes. over Ayuk. Yes. Yes, you do. Yeah, Ayuk's been hot, but you start Higgins without Chase. Yep. Yes. Yes. Try to find uh, a way to maybe get both in, man. Thoughts on Elijah Moore. He's basically done. So I, yeah. wouldn't, I wouldn't worry about him. I, I don't I have mean, many th- before, I don't have many thoughts on him, yeah. Before the buy, Salah came out and said they planned on using him more in the slot. Prove it. Yeah, take that as you will. All right. Corey Davis is out. So, I mean, Denzel Mims and Elijah Moore are going to be worked in here. And it seems like last time that happened, Denzel Mims got majority of the work. So, 
I'm not high on Elijah Moore at all. In no, no, but he should not be started. Yep. No, he I, he's questionably shouldn't even be rostered at this point. <laughs> no, he shouldn't. Um, no. But New York next game, guys. New York Jets at the New England Patriots. Ike, let's talk about the backfield first. You know, Michael Carter. Eh, he's not really wetting anybody's whistle, but with the way running backs are, how do you feel about him this week? Where do you have him ranked? If you don't want to start him? any of them for one, you got to start one of them, and it's Michael Carter. Come on. But why? They're going to be down more than likely. He's the passing back. But he's not. When was the last time he did <laughs> anything? There's just All a right, problem, Happy. You're not any good. I mean, like we're playing, like we've been saying the whole podcast, running backs are so bad, it's almost like. That is. It's bad. No, don't get me wrong. It's I bad. have this running back 28, so, so that goes to show how bad this is. Funny. But the, that's borderline RB2, man. That's still not is, even there. So you're not starting him. You shouldn't be putting him in the flex. No, you shouldn't. I don't want him in the flex. So the last And you're game, not playing no more for Najee. I played George Pickens in the flex. I played George Pickens in the flex over him. Yeah. So the last time he played. Yeah. <laughs> It was uh, last time he played the Patriots. He got seven rushing attempts, which which was majority of it. Okay. All right. And he also got seven targets compared to one and two for Tyler Johnson and James Robinson. That's nice. That's why you can start him. It's PPR value only, though. Half PPR. Okay, is James Robinson play. finally, after bye, should get worked in the offense a little bit more. Should will he? I don't know. You'd like to think. Uh, yeah, they also said either way. I don't want him to be in the slot. So. Hmm. But, Ike, what about Garrett Wilson? Does he continue his hot play in this uh, against New England? I want to say he say yes. He has Garrett he, Wilson everywhere. I think he had, he had a solid game uh, last time they played. So, I think you base it off was he last time he played New England, he had 115 yards. That's nice. Did not score. but yeah, So, yeah, I, I would say do you have him ranked as our uh, wide receiver three then? A wide receiver two, yeah. Okay. Wow. Okay. It don't help with the bye weeks. You got two wide receiver ones out right now in Waddle and Tyree Kill. <laughs> yeah. Plus, some guys Mike, might be injured, man. There's a very good possibility some of the top guys could be not playing. I know yeah. uh, Hopkins was limited and Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson's He was uh, off yeah. injured. He should be good, yeah. Yeah. Hopkins was the one that was limited, though. Uh, yeah. So jumping over to the, 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 the Patriots. Jumping over to the Patriots side of things, Mike. Um, I'm just kind of going to let you go with what you feel. What do you want to talk about here? Jacoby Byers. I mean, Ramondre Stevenson's a stud. You're not starting Mac Jones. So what, what, what are we talking about? Are we talking about Jacoby Myers? What do you think? I mean, really there's, there's two kind of set it and forget it guys from this, uh, line from this offense. And it's Ramondre Stevenson. And it's Jacoby Myers. Um, Tyquan Thornton's kind of getting worked on the offense a little bit more. Devontae Parker's just way too damn inconsistent. And the tight ends are just about as inconsistent. Yes. So it's it's Jacoby Myers, it's Ramondre Stevenson. I wish you could say more about it, but unfortunately, I mean, let's be grateful. It's not as bad as when Cam Newton had the offense when we couldn't start a damn soul. Right. So right. I mean, at least we can got we got two people out of here that's fantasy relevant. So that's that's good enough for me. And Mondre is just a stud. <laughs> yeah, he just, is. He's just a stud. He's overtaking that job easily. Yep, hundred percent. Uh, before we jump into our next game, we got another one. Need to start two full PPR. Uh, Tony Pittman, DJ Moore, Pittman and Tony. Um, yep. Played sweep it, Mike. Come on. I still, no, I, come on. I, I go. I still go. I still go. Pittman and DJ Moore. Oh, I like. I like Tony. Don't get me wrong, but I got to. No, you don't. That's my only. Yes, I do. He played forty-four percent of the snaps last week. I want you to realize that was one percent more than Juju Smith-Schuster, and he got fucking hurt. That's what I mean. Well, he's gonna Juju see more rocked. now with Juju being hurt. Yeah, uh, I know, but, but I'm saying you gotta see it before you just throw him into the lineup over people we know who's done it, like DJ Moore and Pittman. Elijah Mitchell or Kareem Hunt this week? I'm gonna go. Um, Eli Mitchell. That one's Same. that one sucks. I hate yeah, it to does say, suck. Man, that it's sucks. A, yeah, it does. But it's Elijah. I don't Mitchell want anything to do with Kareem Hunt. At this point, yeah, Kareem Hunt's not doing very hot. It's Nick Chubb all day in that offense. It's yep. Elijah Mitchell. Yep, agreed. Um, Jump it over to the Ram or to the next game. We got the Los Angeles Rams at the New Orleans States. What just a gross game, <laughs> Um Ike, this was the biggest storyline. 
Cooper Cup going down on IR might come back for the season, but I doubt it. He had surgery at a high ankle sprain. No need to bring him back. Yeah, agreed. This season's yeah. a lost season for the Rams. Who is my question for you? Who is the biggest benefactor with Cooper Cup going down? Is it getting the Van Jefferson? Are we gonna see the final break finally a breakout from Allen Robinson? I don't know you guys like Tyler Higby for some reason. Um but what are your thoughts? It's, it's Matthew Stafford. It's Matthew Stafford that likes Tyler Higby. It's not us. It's Matthew Stafford. Pat, it's Matthew Pafford. We're not out here throwing the ball to Tyler Higby. Obviously, I get a twenty yards to him. Obviously, Higby is going to be the biggest benefactor. Why? Because he's been the second target option this whole year, except for the last three or four weeks when he's been atrocious. Last week, he just caught eight of eight targets and two. Who weeks is ago, the quarterback, Ike? Fucking Walford or whatever his name yes. is. I don't care. What did he- what did he do the three previous weeks? He had six targets still two weeks ago. It just sucks that Matthew Stafford can't throw the ball or can't. Or because the, the offense is terrible. That's my point, too. The offense is shit now. It has to go to somebody. It's been shit. It's been shit. And Higby runs Cup. the shortest routes. But I hate to break it to you. He's not Cooper Cup. He still runs the shortest routes. I'm not saying he's going to be Cooper Cup. He's going to get the most targets, though. But it's not like he's he going to air it deep to Van Jefferson. Wayne's going to get the time See, to do that. It's not like Tyler Higby. You're making it sound like Tyler Higby's filling the Cooper Cup role, and I don't see that being the case at all. Nobody's filling the Cooper Cup role. You he's going to get target, the gotta, most targets out of the team, though. But so you got to money bad. ball it. you got to aggregate it. Yeah, I, I mean, agree. But so, Allen Robinson's going to get a little more. Van Jefferson's going to get more. Your Beth problem Karotic's here, gonna though, is Tyler Higgins going to get more. Agreed. Is your whole argument is based off of a one-game sample size with James Wolford? We have plenty of other sample sizes with Stafford. At all. I wasn't so, using that at yes, all. Yes, you were. Man. You said he last had, week was the reason he had eight targets because you said who was throwing him the ball. That was right. your argument. All right? <laughs> that was one-game sample size of Wolford. When we have four-game sample sizes of here – in the with Tyler Higby, week three, he got 10.1 fantasy points, only four targets, but he got 61 yards, caught all of them. Week uh, four, he got 14 targets, caught 10 of them, 17.3 fantasy points. And week fucking two and uh, two had nine for se- uh, seven for nine. And then uh, week five had seven for 10. So we have p- much more of a sample size with Stafford throwing him the ball than Wolford doing it the one time. So you gave me four or five good games out of nine, man, in a bad Okay, offense. and you gave me one. Sure, I understand. So, what that. do I trust more? But I'm still the arguing the fact one. that it's not just going to go to Higby. Don't be stuck on the whole my point of the Wofford thing. That was just something I threw in, man. Like I'm just said, saying he's going to get the most like targets, and he should be started. I disagree. He is not going to lead the team of targets. I disagree. It's not going to be Van Jefferson. When he's going to get the time to throw. I don't it think it's going to be Van Jefferson either. So who's going to be Ben? Why can't, it be, why can't it be Allen Robinson or something? Because he's been watched for two years now. Targets, he doesn't get that volume. We've been saying he's been watched on his podcast for two years. Every single one of us, until he's the guy. That's not true. I was in on Allen. He was the guy last year. He was the guy last year. In the year before that, yeah. I mean, he he just wasn't the guy in this offense. He was really good. Okay, Allen Robinson. All right, let's let's put this in perspective. On the year, Allen Robinson has forty-seven targets. Ben Skoranek, thirty-nine. You're telling me Allen Robinson's going to lead the team in targets what's when he's Ty- barely what? outpacing Skoranek. Tyler Higby, he's ahead of both of those? Both of them? All right. Yes. Uh, he's at 65. Okay. That's double digits. So, yes, Tyler Higby is most likely going to be the one that leads the team in targets here. It may disperse out more to Van, Skoranek, and Allen Robinson, but it's probably going to be Higby the primary target, unfortunately. Okay. I mean, we should like that. We want tight ends to get more targets. <laughs> yeah, I just don't. Think Trust me, I want good. I want Robinson to be as good as you want him to. But man, we have two the last two years that show him plus half of this year. So what is he going to do? Just get good after two and a half years? Let's jump out of the Saints backfield because we're just banging our heads against the wall right now, man. Uh. Is it time for the Saints to go back to Jameis Winston? Because this offense just isn't really cooking and they're not winning games. What are your thoughts? At least Dennis Allen says that Jameis Winston's not healthy enough to start. That's his excuse. What was his injury? I believe it was a, a shoulder injury. 
Mm. I want to say I'd have to double check that, but that was what I saw. Dennis Allen. The reason why Jameis is not the starter yet is because he's not completely healthy. I'd like to think that when he is, they'd start him. Yeah, Plus, I mean, I'd like to think so too. But he's been active, so why, you know, why? Would that's he my be... thing. It's it's yeah. it sounds like the coaching is. I mean, let's be honest here. If you're a Saints fan, none of us are Saints fans, guys. You hate Dennis Allen right now. You hate yeah. him. I mean, yeah, we, it, it's, we, we knew it's going to be bad. I, I don't think Sean it's Jameis Winston's fault. I think it's Dennis Allen's right. fault at this point. For some reason, he just wants to go with Andy so, Dalton. I got a question. Or no, is he on injured reserve or out for the year, Michael Thomas? Yes, he's out for year, IR. Oh, I was going to say, how quick does he come back when Jameis Winston comes back? Because there's some weird dude on Twitter who was like, as soon as Andy Dawn became quarterback, Michael Thomas just like, Suddenly hurt his toe or something. I'm out. Like I'm, I'm out. Done. I'm not playing with him. You still on Olave or Laplante? Sorry, with uh, with Dalton at quarterback still. Yeah, you're on Olave this week. He's a top fifteen wide receiver with the buys. Yeah, he's top ten in targets, I believe. I'm pretty sure last I looked. Yeah, he's yeah, he's got a lot nice of targets. It's just their targets from Andy Dalton. <laughs> Uh, The next game, we got the Detroit Lions at the New York Giants. Um, I'm going to ask this question every week until something changes. Uh, DeAndre Swift or Jabal Williams? Vance, we appreciate it. For the first time in a while, uh, Swift went through the whole week without being injured. Right, LaPlante? Like, literally, there was no question. Yeah, it was very upsetting. Nothing. It was very upsetting. And Jamal Williams yeah, actually was the one with the questionable or whatever designation. So this might be the week we see DeAndre Swift get majority of the work. Oh, you want you want to fall on that? Uh, you want to fall on that? I'm going to fall in the trap. I'm picking Swift. That was me last week. Go ahead, my friend. <laughs> I'm picking Swift. I'm falling in the trap. He's healthy, man. He's ready for it. It's another week of full health. It's a trap. <laughs> he was healthy last week. He had a prime. Even though he hasn't had double-digit targets in fucking five weeks, probably. Yeah. Man, I saw had, a play of him. Saved by that touchdown last week. I saw a run by him. Was he saved? He only had like eight points. Salvage. <laughs> it was yeah, salvage. Salvage. That's a, that, that's a better word to say, for sure. I, I definitely saw a video somebody posted on Twitter of a run of his. He had a wide open hole, and for some reason he chose to run into the lineman's back. Yeah. I don't know if he's coming into one of those. or I love like when that happened. Move. That's my favorite. Yeah, I don't understand that one. It was, it was wild. It could be Williams, man. Give me Williams. Um, but Mike, jumping over the Giants side of things, who we start in this offense? And say Darius Slayton, please, besides Saquon Barkley. Don't say him. Because ah, he's ah, on my man. team. I'm going to have to think about it now. <laughs> think about it, you know. They don't pass enough, guys, to, no, they don't. to really feel comfortable starting any pass catcher. I mean, yeah, Slayton had a good day uh, last week. Um, it's actually been decent the past few. Well, he decent. got the touchdown, that's why. But that if without that touchdown, he had just as bad as a day as, as DeAndre Swift. Um, but Fair he enough. only got four four targets, guys. I mean, he's got a here's here's the skewed statistic. Last three games, he's got a 20.8% target share, but last game was only four targets. So I mean, that's how little they throw it. It's you can't if your desperation time and the flex throw Darius Slayton in there, go for it. Fuck it, Ike. I mean, desperation times, they call for you want to just be a place. dick and just screw with your team or who your opponent is, go for it. But <laughs> if you want to rely on being safe and whatnot, you only can start Barkley. Sure. Uh, next game, we got the Las Vegas Raiders at the Denver Broncos. Ugh, 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 ugh. Can we expect anything outside of Josh Jacobs and uh, Devontae Adams if he plays? Because he was a late add to the injury report as well. Um, yeah, that'd be offense, great. Ike, like, is Matt Collins going to show up? What do you think about Foster Burrow? What are your thoughts? Uh, anybody probably say Foster Moreau, and even though he was saved by a touchdown, Matt Collins yeah, got six targets, but he seems to n- not really catch the ball very well. <laughs> Or Derek Carr is just not very accurate because Devontae Adams has a career low catch percentage right now. So either way, 
Derek Carr is not great. So you don't want to start <laughs> anybody other than Devontae Adams. And way, out of all those yeah, stats, to sum it up, Derek Carr, you're a bump. Yep, we're out. <laughs> we're out. We're out. We're out. We're out. I'm out. Uh, Mike, Denver Broncos offense, they're doing their thing. They suck still. But is this the week with Jerry Judy hampered with injury? I hate when you Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson, the last time he played the Raiders, finished as QB three on the week. Good, good. The call. only good time stat. he's finished as a QB one all season. Good long. call. Good stat. Good, <laughs> does, me. good call. Does he do it again? This is about the best week to do it. Um, his yeah. only downside is, is he might not have Jerry Judy here. Um, the Raiders have been struggling, but if they can somewhat – see, here's the thing. Russell Wilson, the reason he finished his QB3 uh, the last time he played is because he got a rushing touchdown too. He had 200-plus passing yards. He had two uh, passing touchdowns, but he also got a rushing touchdown to really kind of make him a top-five QB. If he doesn't get that rushing touchdown again, he's going to be top-10 because yeah. the Raiders are just a – great team to play quarterbacks against and it's the reason ike owes me a six-pack <laughs> all right so you, you play your qbs against the raiders unless your name is sam ellinger so good thing they didn't play him and they played matt ryan because matt ryan even did all right yes he did so yes, i do think did. you play russell wilson you play sutton without judy because there's really not many other options besides Daltrich. Um, so this is a good week to play your russell wilson and your Colton suttons i'm glad i picked up Daltrich, man he might have a decent game. He might. He could with the Judy injury. Um, he, yeah, Ryan was quarterback targets, but... five on the Raiders last week, by the way. Bam, 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 bam. <laughs> the worst QB finish for the Raiders this year was Andy Dalton at QB 16, and it still won me a six-pack against Ike. Yeah. Raiders are uh, Matt Ryan's best finish. Are then versus Jacksonville, where he's quarterback too. Oh, they've allowed the best finishes for every QB that's faced them, pretty much, guys. I mean, except Andy Dalton for some reason. Oh no, Raiders, no yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the the only one is that Andy Dalton had a better game against the Cardinals than he did the the Raiders for some reason. Some the NFL's weird, um, yes, but yeah, you play your QBs against the Raiders, guys. Bulls update: They lose one hundred eight, one hundred seven to the Magic yeah, on, a saw J- that. on a Jalen Suggs buzzer beater three. Uh, Derozan did have forty. Bulls fall to six and ten. Forty. They're awful. But let's move on before I get fired up. Illinois Uh, losing two going. Ah, yeah, I'm watching it. I'm sure you guys can (laughs) see my eyes moving. Twenty-five, twenty-three, though. It's a kind of a barn burner here. Talk about the commitment as a host. Yeah. Right. Right. I'm still locked in here, kinda. Uh, We got the Kansas City Chiefs and the (laughs) Los Angeles Chargers. Um, Like we talked about this kind of already, and I know what you're gonna say. It's a layup for me. It's a layup for you. Hardman's out. Juju Smith-Schuster's. He was ruled out as well with the concussion. Who steps up in this Chiefs offense with those two out? Tony, obviously. Deeps. Don't be surprised if Pacheco actually kind of maybe does. Like you said, McKinnon's going to get more targets, obviously, with Juju out. Marquez, you you can miss me with that. (laughs) <laughs> it's oh, hit or miss, man. Right. It's it's just, he's the same guy he always has been, you know. He's just the deep threat. He's not the greatest yeah. catcher of the ball, but don't be surprised if he gets a touchdown. Yeah, I hear you. Um, I just it's hard to trust Tony so early, guys. Oh, and totally. every everyone else. The way like they're that, hyping him up is weird. Like Travis Kelsey is saying, like, oh, okay, talking like, about him on the podcast, on his podcast and stuff. Yeah, yeah, agreed. And now we. I talked think that about just those... means Travis Kelsey's going to have another three touchdown week. Totally fair. <laughs> he could. He could. We talked about the running backs earlier in this podcast, uh, so we'll just leave that there. Uh, but Mike, jumping over to the Charger side of things, what do we do with Herbert, man? He's been pretty disappointing. I know he might. I'm saying might. Who knows if Keenan Allen's going to play? If he feels anything, he's not going to play. Who knows if Mike Williams is going to play? I'm sure you feel a lot more comfortable if he has his weapons back. But what if, if he does not, are you still willing to start him this week against the Chiefs? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Chiefs allow the fourth most points to QBs. um, So they don't really have a great pass defense as it is. Um, obviously you want your guys, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams in there, but I feel more prone that I actually think Keenan Allen, Keenan Allen will probably play this week over Mike Williams. Um, because Keenan Allen has had more time to rest. 
But getting either one of these guys is going to be beneficial to uh, Herbert because he, with one of these guys, he has the potential to finish as that top five, top five QB we know him as. Like, can you not slam that down? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> but uh, without these QB, I mean, without these weapons, he still has a good enough matchup to make him top 10. He's still startable this week. Uh, unlike last week where, I mean, most people, you probably took him out of your lineups because you played a good, uh, a bad matchup against the Niners. So right. without these receivers, he is matchup dependent. With the receivers, he's starter. Um, I think we missed this question, Vance. I apologize, man. Bad hosting by me. Flex a wide receiver too. That's Deontay because you're Johnson. paying attention to the Illinois game. No, no way. No way. <laughs> uh, Vance, Deontay he don't Johnson. hate you. Uh, <laughs> Don, you got to say his name. Hopefully you're still listening. Deontay Johnson, yuck. Michael Gallup, Darius Slayton, the moon man, or Mike Williams this week at the wide receiver. Oh, flex and wide receiver too. I'm going Mooney and I'm going Mike Williams if he plays. If he doesn't play, unfortunately, I have to say Deontay Johnson. Just don't expect him to finish any higher than wide receiver 23 because he hasn't done so all year. He is due <laughs> for a touchdown. I get it. It's Kenny Pickett. But the dude is expected to get a touchdown when he's like 88 targets deep without one. <laughs> 81, yeah. It 81 is a pretty deep. absurd uh, amount of targets without a touchdown. Yeah, I mean it's pretty insane. Um, I saw a, a stat, and I, I I wish I could check it right now, um, but Derrick Henry has as many passing touchdowns on the year as Kenny Pickett. Um, so <laughs> that's that's really disturbing. Um, if Mike Williams plays, it's it's Kenny Williams. Pickett only has two. So if Derrick Henry has two, then yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, he got one of them last night. I'm pretty sure he had one earlier in the year. Um, it's Mike Williams if he plays, and I. Man, that really sucks. I because you got to look at it like Moon. I, I I like your take on Mooney, but they still don't throw the ball enough. Justin Fields is doing all the work. They're only throwing the ball twenty eight times. So I think I still lean Deontay Johnson and Mike Williams. Um, and if Mike Williams is out, then you put Mooney in. Yeah, I agree. Um, oh God, do we think Murray will play? No, What's up, Bob. Hi, Bob. I don't I do think not so, think he will. man. And I don't think you play him even if he plays with a hampered hamstring. Um, yeah, I'm out on that. <laughs> and then also, do you think I should risk Andrews in tight end? That's a toss up too, man. Backup? That's tough. That's tough to say. If you don't have a backup, that sucks. Uh, if you, backup, got, yeah, if you got lucky and got a you know snagged a Cole Komet, uh, you know Isaiah you, you likely. Could, you could probably get you could probably get away with it. Yeah, probably Isaiah likely would be the guy. That'd be want. sweet. He's probably out there. Andrew, well, in case Andrews doesn't play, then you have the guy you can just flip-flop right there you don't have to worry about did this guy play or not yeah yeah um it's always nice hearing from you bob bob dole yes sir. uh we got three games left guys and this might be the best game of the week possibly dallas cowboys at the minnesota vikings like it sounds like zeke's gonna play this week i'm curious how much does pollard drop in your rankings with zeke back before i heard zeke was back i'm pretty sure i had pollard right around running back one because he's been that since Zeke's been out. Yeah. But now I dropped him to about running back 20, which is where he's been, what Zeke has been in, except for the one week against Cincinnati where he's running back two or three. I don't remember what one it was. With Zeke back, he's going to have to rely on the targets more so than the carries. And so, I don't know. I, I don't like him as much with Zeke backs. But you still should be starting him. Yeah, I still like Pollard. It's just you got to temper expectations a little bit, and the ceiling is capped. Don't point. be expecting 20 fantasy points unless he breaks one deep or loose sure. or whatever. That Bob did say he has Cole Komet off the wire. I had an, I would honestly say I think you start Cole Komet here and just wait and see if Andrews plays this week and then just plug yeah. him in your lineup next week if he's healthy. I mean, you monitor it. If, if, if Andrews is healthy, I'm sorry. I hate to say this. You play Andrews over Komet. Uh, oh yeah, you do it. Even if he, he is a little bit injured, you still do it. Uh, they uh, they both play at noon. That's my mistake, right? The Ravens don't play a late game, obviously. Yeah, because we have the Ravens play noon. Up. If they're both playing early, Bob, yeah, you you'll know if Andrews is how if Andrews yeah. plays, you're playing him. Yeah, if he's not. Yeah, if you go commit. They're both at noon. Yeah, they both at the same time. Yeah, just if Andrews is played, you're playing him. 
But Mike, jumping over to the Viking side of things, we touched earlier that Justin Jefferson was on the injury report. Somebody said, one of you guys said that he might have got off the injury report with a toe injury. And I did hear he on the radio mind. this morning that the toe injury was kind of bothering him. So I'm curious, do you think Justin Jefferson has the big game here against Trayvon Diggs? Or do you think it's going to go somewhere else? Still Justin Jefferson. If Justin Jefferson plays, it's Justin Jefferson. If he doesn't play, which I do not see likely because he was taken off of the injury report as of today, um, it's Adam Thielen. It's Adam, It's uh, Dalvin Cook that probably gets the biggest boost because if you're out Justin Jefferson, you're going to run the ball more. And you can actually run the ball against the Cowboys. Yeah, you definitely can run the on the Cowboys. Cowboys. You're right, Mike. You're right. So, I mean, Dalvin Cook might be the main priority here if Justin Jefferson is as banged up as everybody is overreacting it to be. I mean, I'm not a doctor. Um, but if Justin Jefferson's in and he's not that bad, I, I still Jefferson, it's Cook, and it's Hawkinson for me. I mean – it is a good enough game to where I think Adam Thielen is appealing here as like a flex, maybe wide receiver three, because this could be high scoring. But Adam Thielen, in my opinion, unless it's high scoring, doesn't have much appeal to me anymore. Yeah. no, I Because of Hawkinson. Yeah, Hawkinson, he's taking a ton of targets away from yeah, me. Yeah, so yep. I, really, I really like KJ Osborne's dead. Ha- I'm yeah, loving my Hawkinson share in Scott Fishbowl. Right Hawkinson now. is probably the DFS play at tight end, I would say, this week. Um, but let's jump Might over be to too high priced. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, we we'll do see. got a quick question. <laughs> we talked about this earlier, Mark. Fields. Uh, this might be this week. Oh, yeah, we would go Fields. Yep. Atlanta's top 10 and allowing the most QB points. Carolina's 15th. So it's just a better matchup. Fields running the ball more. Um, jumping into the Sunday night football game, guys. You got the Cincinnati Bengals at the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think we kind of touched on it already. Uh, but how do you feel about Burrow in this matchup with T- with the Steelers having TJ Watt and ideally Minka Fitzpatrick back? I don't know what the TJ Watt might be back, huh? TJ Watt played last week, so he is. Oh, back. Shit. yeah, I did not yeah. know that. Yeah, he played yeah. last week. I don't really pay attention to defense anymore, but sure. that's cool to know. Um, last time he played Pittsburgh. Even though he threw, what was it, four picks, he still ended up as quarterback, uh, as a quarterback one, quarterback nine, I believe. But without Jamar Chase, he's been struggling. So I think he's a fringe-ish quarterback one. Probably should be started in 12-team and 10-team leagues for sure easily. Yeah. yeah. All, pretty much most leagues, yeah. Agreed. Agreed. You're starting Higgins, you're starting Mixon, you're starting Boyd. Uh, Mike, jumping over to the Steelers now. I kept it simple for you here. You to answer me this week and rest of the season. Deontay Johnson or George Pickens? That's Let's easy. hear it. I'm going to hopefully, hopefully I'm not lagging here, but it's Deontay Johnson because I want you to hear it loud and clear. It's not Pickens. I like Pickens. I like him. He's going to be great. Future dynasty, however you want to look at it. This year, it's Johnson. I mean, do I got to go over the You don't understand how much targets? more targets he's getting, Dylan. Yeah, do I got to go over the targets here? I mean, you want to talk about regression of the mean for Cole Komet getting a touchdown? It's 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 finally here. He got five touchdowns, however many, or however you want to look, four oh, touchdowns in the past however many games. You know what the Dante problem Johnson has 81 Mike? targets. You know what the problem is with that comparison, though? It took Komet a whole year and a half until he started catching the touchdowns. True. Komet ain't. Komet ain't going to receive the amount of targets Deontay Johnson is, though. Right, I think he saw he saw 90-something last year without a touchdown. Deontay's at 81 already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's maybe averaging, he's like, gonna... almost nine targets a game. He can, if, so he can end up with, like, 108 targets, no touchdowns. Respectable. Yeah, Mike, sorry, you're lagging yeah. really bad, so I could, I'll take, I could, I'll take it over. Yeah, man, I agree to an extent, but I get it. The targets are there, but he hasn't showed anything. And I get it. He's 10th in expected fantasy points. but That is the got- big thing you have to look out for. Because te- with all his work he's getting, he should be a wide receiver 10. So like, that means 
Obviously, the touchdowns won't be there because of Kenny Pickett. That's what I'm saying. The chemistry's not there. It's showing you over and over again. But with Pickett's outscoring Johnson, he's, you know, he's seeing the red zone touches. I just at some point he's he going to start getting the touchdowns. He hasn't finished as a top twenty. He's finished as a top twenty-four receiver one time. In full PPR, yes. Yeah, he in half PPR he hasn't finished as a wide receiver uh, too. Which it's when crazy. you said that earlier surprised me because I could have swore with yeah, all the targets. Not, he did, I get it. But. I get it. It's supposed to happen. The numbers are saying it's supposed to happen, but unfortunately, the eye test is showing you that it's not because Kenny Pickett likes George Pickett's better. The Kevin I'm not going to lie. That's Deontay Johnson is the perfect buy low target right now. You might be able to yeah. get him pretty cheap, and he could explode, or he could just stay how Dylan, he is. You wanna, you wanna talk to me? I don't. Uh, we could hear you but a little bit, Bell. Bell, you go ahead. No, yeah, just no, sorry, you're, you're 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 struggling. Just keep it rolling, though. I disagree that it's terrible process because we see. We see it from these guys. We see it from Pickens and Pickett and Pickett together. We're not seeing anything with Johnson besides him seeing the targets. I get it. But yeah, let's move on to Monday night. Um, San Francisco 49ers at the Arizona Cardinals, guys. We thought probably at the beginning of the year this was going to be a good game, but now San Francisco just is probably going to run away with it. Um, but after what we saw, with how they ran the offense with Elijah Mitchell and Christian McCaffrey, pretty much splitting it down the middle, man. How do we feel about Elijah Mitchell this week and moving forward? Borderline flex pretty much for the rest of the year. You'll never know when to play him. Is he, do we expect him to see double digit carries every week? Cause I just thought he was going to be gone. He was just going to be McCaffrey's handcuff. They gave up a second round pick, a third round pick and whatever the hell else they gave up, man. It's like, Clearly, they see playoff in sight, and they're keeping McCaffrey healthy. So I can see them working Elijah Mitchell and more, but you'll never know when to start him. You literally will never know when to start him. So to me, I don't want anything to do with that. Hopefully, you could trade him for somebody, like if you have him. And then what is your panic level on Debo here? You and I. Glad I don't have him. Yes, agreed. We liked Ayuk over Debo last week, and I said on the Sunday show that I like Ayuk over Debo rest of the season. Sorry, spicy a little bit. Deal with um, it. Yeah. Are, are you at a 10 with Debo? Should be nearing red, red alert 910s because now that C-Mac is there and Elijah Mitchell is getting uh, the carries – Will Debo even get any? If he does, will it be very little? He was never the huge target hound, except for like maybe last year where it was like the one year he or two years ago, whatever it was, when Ayuk was in the doghouse. Ayuk's yeah, finally back. He actually is showing what he is capable of. Good. He looks like the wide receiver one to me over Debo, and I think Ayuk is the guy you would want over it, to be honest. Mike, I want to ask you your opinion, but I still see that you're lagging pretty bad over here. Um, see, so you want to? You I want know to he'll want Debo just because of the. Yeah, I just I'd like to hear his thoughts on Debo. If you want to try and get him out, I can hear you. No. Yeah, you're struggling, but uh, so I, I'll kick your his his Cardinals I, questions first, over to you, uh, Mike. I don't sorry, understand. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, sorry, we got to kick you out. <laughs> um, <laughs> but this car. Rondo Moore, man, I just squeaked. Oh, awesome. I mean, <laughs> puberty, puberty is a fantastic, puberty is a fantastic thing, guys. Um, <laughs> Rondo Moore, is this sustainable? What he's doing in this offense because he's been phenomenal the last few weeks. The plan, if you can, you can take this. Go one. ahead, yeah, go ahead. I go ahead. I mean, <laughs> not if Kyle Murray's not starting. What'd you say, Lopat? I said not if Kyler oh. Murray's not starting. Uh, I, I, go ahead. I mean, I, I disagree. If right, anyways, the better play is Colt McCoy with him. With Colt McCoy at the center, he still had 13 targets, nine catches for 94 yards. So I mean, he's 
Again, Marquise Brown's going to be back, so you're not really sure how this offense is going to go. I see Marquise Brown as the deep threat. Rondell Moore is like the underneath guy, which Colt McCoy is kind of like his thing. So I don't mind Rondell Moore in the flex, actually, this week. 12-team leagues, start him instantly. 10-team leagues, it's a thinker. Oh, no, I think you start him no matter what. I get it, Marquise Brown's there, man, but Rondell Moore's role is not going to change. He might see a little bit less targets, but him being it was Colt McCoy, man. Yeah, him Small being the depth of target, perfect yeah, for him. Yeah, and that's what that's what that offense likes. It's called it an air raid, but they're never throwing the ball down the field. It's always these short, intermediate, sideways passes, man. So it's like he's all, he's getting seven, six to seven yards per target these past two games, and that he's getting twenty three targets and like seventeen catches. So yeah, yeah, I like he, him. yeah, he intrigues me. Yeah, he intrigues me quite a bit. But yeah, you're start. You're probably starting Marquise Brown. Uh, I guess that was a little bit tougher. If no, I'd wait. McCoy, I'd wait. Yeah, if it's Cole McCoy, I probably wouldn't start Marquise Brown because who knows how much chemistry they have together. Um, but yeah, but uh, yeah, uh, Laplante's gone. So guys, that pretty much <laughs> that was our last game. So that pretty much wraps it up. Um, if you haven't already, please smash the like button before you leave. Please subscribe to the Fantasy Six Pack YouTube channel. We appreciate it. Um, head on over to fantasy6pack.net slash plans. Um, it's signed up over there as well, so you can talk to us all day long in the Discord if you want. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at dclemens2222. You can catch my Start Sit article that comes out um, every Friday morning on the players to start and sit. Um, then you got Ike here over here. He's at Ike2121 on Twitter. If Twitter survives another week, we had some <laughs> Twitter nonsense last week or last night. Um, you, can f- you can see all his work at fantasy6pack.net as well, doing the injury uh, report. I, sorry, I forgot the other article you do. Drop list. And the drop list. Um, Just don't read Mike- week one. <laughs> <laughs> and then you can find Michael Blatt over at the uh, fantasy uh, six-pack. Uh, why, bl- why am I blanking on Joe's podcast name right now? The fantasy six-pack hour. See six six yeah. You'll see him over there producing that thing. I'm gone. Check out that show. It's a good one as well. And then you could probably find us this weekend on the Sunday social live stream, answering your start sick questions here. Ike, hopefully you're coming on. Um, we'll that we do have a couple questions here before we finish it out. Rest of the season, Kamara, Jonathan Taylor. That's JT for me. You guys agree? Yep. And then this week, start. Demont or Tyler Boyd PPR must win week. That's David Montgomery for me in a really good matchup, Kyle. Uh, Montgomery for us. But for Ike and Mike, I'm Dylan. We'll see you guys Sunday. Peace out.